Hey everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are the Top Chef Podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep, a post-watch, post-brunch, roundtable discussion, formerly the only discussion about Top Chef on the internet. Uh, we are uh, we are short, Ez and Sarah and Caleb today. They are out because they have made a new person. Beautiful baby Maya is here and uh, was not here, but is exists, and so they're all hanging out. But we have... Uh, the best replacements that money can, cannot even buy. We have hosts Emeritas, Chris and Tanya, back in the program from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up? It's so exciting yeah. to be back. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm Alex. This is Megan. We're in Portland. Hello. Uh, and also we have Sarah and Kyle and sometimes their dog, Woody. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. This, we have Arf. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chris. <laughs> Well, uh, I was saying hello to Woody. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we're we're all here, and uh, even though Ez and Sarah are on eternity leave, I think we're going to be able to make this uh, a great show together. I'm so excited. Um, so, also, just as context, Chris and Tanya have just been binging the season today. So they watched probably like four to five hours of Top Chef today. So, so, enough. so, so many Hidden Valley Ranch ads. <laughs> oh, man. That and also some smoking cessation aids. If anybody needs any pharmaceutical advice, we are familiar with those commercials. How yeah, long? we were willing to tell anyone's doctor. <laughs> uh, well, we, uh, we have so much to discuss, too, because you guys showed up just in time for some Tanya-related drama. Oh, God. I know. She's really bringing down the Tanya name, which was already pretty low to begin with. Yeah, you had Chris and Tanya on a team. We respect that. But then you had to... Oh, man. There was some great Tanya up until this point. I know. (laughs) Tanya, Tanya, formerly everyone's most beloved chef. Actually, she's still slightly below Fatima, who everybody I was... Oh, man. She's hard not to adore. I've been... Yeah, I was was deep in the paint for Chef Fatih from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I have a lot of faves this time around. I would say overall... Should we give our thoughts on the season so far? Just like really quickly? So far, it went by really quick. It seems like it all (laughs) happened in a day. Yeah. What's your feels dump on season 15? Because we haven't heard any of it. And we'll catch you up on the nicknames if you need. Sure. Um, I've been really digging it. And I like that it's so much more about seems like it's about everyone's like journeys and friendship and like bonami you know up until this episode for the most part <laughs> yeah uh yeah i i was i've been really vibing with it so far i've been liking it a lot strong group very few dinglings you know how like <laughs> normally that you get you get some dinglings who are just there to plate things on yeah, you're rocks you're going to get some dinglings yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but but the dingling true. quotient is low <laughs> um you know even the marcel quotient was pretty low which i enjoyed um mm-hmm. leanne i was super hard in the for uh yeah. to use tiny's word and i think yeah, we were all pretty was. disappointed yeah. when uh mm-hmm. you know physical ailment you know took her out of the show she but was you gotta, awesome if you're gonna do a competition you gotta train at altitude like we all knew that yeah that's we true you know yeah I've even in hawaii she could have been blood this. doping yeah sorry kyle what'd you say i podcast at altitude before coming on this of course you do yeah we have a <laughs> that's so important yeah and I'm sure you know, you know, Kyle, in Los Angeles, you could find somebody to blood dope with who just came from high altitude. <laughs> you know, Leanne could have done that. Find somebody the right type. You just get it going. She has options. Get it going. Right, let's not spend too much time thinking about blood doping because every time it just makes me shudder just thinking about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but uh, the cooking is strong. I really want to uh, go to Hawaii and eat her dumplings. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
and you know she'll be missed but otherwise yeah i mean it's a fun group i think the bear thing is getting a little played out mm-hmm. uh, by episode seven Interesting. I think but it's been fun you feel that way too yeah, it yeah. seems yeah, yeah. although bear slippers i yeah, still love I know, bear slippers. yeah i'm not mad at those yeah. i just feel like yeah there's there's a lot more um i don't know i think it's it seems like it's a lot more about like people's personal like grappling with their own cooking styles and their own like ups and downs and that's the stuff that for me has always been the most interesting about top chef yeah and so it's cool that that is like taking sort of front and center and it's less about like sort of spiky nasty yeah and overall the gross pride problem seems pretty good this season too we've had toms and other judges say hey this is the best blank i've had ever or this is one of the best blank we've ever had on, yes. on top shot that's true but he i feel like in the last few seasons he started being more liberal with saying that and if we were mm. probably to do you think his memory's record, going yeah. does he need to do more puzzles <laughs> i just think he's i think it's just sometimes you're eating something that's so good you can't remember having eaten before and yeah but that's fine you know, that, that's, that's good, that's but, it's, good. It's like, but saying it's the best ever is like he felt that before it's just like there's a, yeah there's a max like tom has maxed yeah. out before but I feel like the wins are spread out across the group. There's no one or two people who mm-hmm. are dominating right now. Yeah. It's, I like it's that very too. interesting. I like pretty much everybody, and I think pretty much everybody left is a pretty darn strong cook. And so yeah, there weren't as many like I just taught myself in my basement. Like there's <laughs> there's that has kind of thinned out the to the point where we don't have to worry about it yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that? I'm sorry, Chris. Is that what you meant by dingling? I just thought dingling was like a just sort of a terrible no, person. No, who was the guy who had a thing in in uh, he had a restaurant in L. A. and no waiters, yeah. and he served like seafood on a what on was a his name? It was log a... he found. Oh my god! It wasn't yeah, Sebastian was it? No, he no. was whoever. I remember the guy, and that dingling is the exact right word to describe that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because I thought two was occasionally a little doofy on this show. I wouldn't quite say sure. dingling, but he had a. Like, he's a, an incredible chef, but sometimes, for some reason, you put him in this gr- room and he's like, how can I help? I don't have any work to do. And it's just a little, <laughs> he just got a little doofy. I mean, sure. you always, yeah, you will always have like kind of a random good Samaritan from time to time, yeah. just like drifts through the scene. And then he like, in the Last Chance Kitchen, which you guys haven't had a chance to see yet, but he just kind of fell apart trying to find the plastic wrap, which turned out to be in the place the plastic wrap always is. And it just really sure, melted no. him down. He's just, he's. He's not a dingling, like he's not like serving food on a log, but he is just like maybe just a bit of a donut hole. It's just not <laughs> quite focused. Yeah, sorry about you too. Heart, but not not the focus we need. Um, oh. Also, it, as far as you, just because we're going to talk a lot about Tanya today, even though Tanya had a bad day today, we also got in, in what you're saying about journeys. Tanya is what reminded me of this is that we also heard uh, Butterfunk talk about how much everybody respects Tanya and how he like oh, yeah. came up like looking up to her, which I don't know if the age has made sense for this, but like that he's been looking up to her since he was a young cook. And that is just an incredible thing to be saying in a competition show. That's, that's a top chef moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and just for our listeners, but also for me emotionally, could we describe chef Tanya as chef Tanya and yes. host Tanya as just Tanya? That's a smart idea. Right? But my journey has also been very interesting. I mean, I've looked up to you. I have a lot of chefs who have looked up to me for years for no apparent reason. <laughs> yes. Good point. We'll, we'll call her chef Tanya. Um, in today, the last time we ever talk about her. Um, oh. oh no. This what happened. These are the rules. It's true. It's well, I true. I've already. For you. Anyway, she doesn't win yeah. in Last Chance Kitchen either. I'm so sorry. 
Oh, it's all right. I think she. I mean, this is this is the thing that I I feel like many seasons of Top Chef will learn you is you can see people just kind of reaching the end of their stamina for the yes. show. Yes. Yeah. And that rep- that you know that presents itself in any number of different ways, but I really I felt like she was ready to tap out. Yep. Like, you know. And and we'll, we're going I want to jump into this and go in order, but just to to, to put a butt on that. Is in Last Chance Kitchen, she's clearly been rested and all of a sudden she's in a way better mood. So it's actually mm-hmm. kind of lovely. Even though she doesn't win, and she's like, that's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also the cool thing about her being, you know, a bright light for so many people is that it's not, this is not the end of her story by any means. Like, mm-hmm. this is a cool thing that she did, and she's going to continue to, you know, kick butt and, and move forward. So, mm-hmm. whereas Marcel, this is the end of his story. He's either on top of <laughs> or doesn't exist. Yeah, that, that, oh gosh, all the people coming back was very surprising. And also, what happened to Jen? I know, right? What happened? Why is she so red? Her skin is so red. (laughs) It just, I was so distressed for her. And then she kept, it was just like she was spiraling because they were just making her sit there for so long. So I was really, really. When when they finally just let the masters go home, <laughs> they finally yeah. freed Jen last episode. It was really lovely. Yeah. I was like, put her back in her chamber. She's not done. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, we um, have kind of avoided uh, mentioning just how um, stressed she looked. Uh, we, we've been, tr- tr- I personally have been trying to be nice to her because her, but she looked like it's been a tough whatever has happened recently. Well, I just think she made some some hair color decisions that were mm-hmm. curious. That didn't go with her skin tone or yeah. general or maybe reaction her hair to pressure. Yep. Seeped into her skin color. Oh yeah, <laughs> it just Slowly, drained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's time. Uh, let's get. Let's go in order now. Sorry. Let's talk about the quick fire. For, this is episode seven. Uh, episode uh, title: Olympic Dreams. Uh, so the quick fire today. Here's the deal with the quick fire. Padma will wake you up. Even, <laughs> if you, even if you've been up all night welcoming a new baby into the world. Mm-hmm. As, yep. uh, especially, really. Especially then, yeah. If, and, and, and because uh, Bruce's family was having a kid that night, uh, the whole house of chefs stayed up with him until after midnight waiting for word of the baby. And then 5 a.m. Padma shows up on the door and is yes. like, hey, you know what I need? I need you guys to make me breakfast featuring some delicious uh, Nutella. Well, but also Brooke. Padma and Brooke, yeah. yeah and Brooke. Oh, yeah. yeah. See Brooke. And also, so I, beautiful. Oh, man. They both looked so good, which makes me think that they got up for glam at like <laughs> three in the morning. Yeah, because yeah. it was like they had to be camera ready at six to knock on the door. Good Lord. Yeah, they they've been up for a very long time. She was up since 323. It's actually, at least, yeah. if not longer. That they got to glam and then the chefs are like just in their underwear wearing bear slippers and they're like, now you're on TV too. Yeah, and here's some Olympic athletes. That you look up to. <laughs> <We're also glam. laughs> Here are We're your heroes you in peak physical conditions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their condition versus the chef's condition versus the morning. It was kind of mean. Um, but they had to also make, in 30 minutes, uh, a breakfast dish featuring the classic farm-to-table modified palm oil and delicious artisanal lecithin of Nutella mm. and the winner gets $5,000 in $1 bills mixed with hazelnuts it's really nice mm. so, and mm. sprinkled with cocoa powder yeah and so you get did uh, you guys have to watch the ad where the mom puts Nutella on everything and then her family leaves without saying anything to her <laughs> and then she opens know. the cupboard and there's a note inside that says best mom ever with a drawing of Nutella on it <laughs> which made our running joke was that Nutella was the new mom and that they gave up on old mom <laughs> 
tell a mom? <laughs> it's remember that was like a classic psychology study where they were like they gave mon- monkeys a, a bear made out of metal and one made out of towels, and the monkeys who had a mom made out of towels did better. I feel yeah. like the third step is the monkeys who have a Nutella bottle as their mom. And they're like, this is actually, <laughs> mom's delicious. We're going to be okay. Mom spreads herself so thin over all of my waffles. <laughs> so uh, Carrie won for her eggs, Benny. Um, which she made the one savory the breakfast. one savory breakfast. Turned out to be a good, good way to be hanging out by yourself and got those $5,000. Whereas Adrian and Did Tom- that look good to you? Is that, uh, is that it weird? It didn't Sarah, sound good to me, but it, it sounded like uh, distinctive enough where I think it was smart. Everyone else made waffles, basically, right? Jammy yeah. eggs. Yeah, you're the yeah. only one without waffles. I think that was her main thing. Because, uh, in fact, uh, the two bottoms were uh, Adrian and Chef Tanya, who both lost for awful waffles. And then also Joseph, who made the oatmeal of your nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, Adrian was on the bottom also because she didn't get her syrup out onto That's the true. She forgot onto yeah. plate. The syrup. It was too dry. Yeah. Um, Although when when Chef Tanya, the first thing we saw, like right at the beginning of the challenge, was she was like putting syrup and Nutella in a pan together, and I was like, "This seems like you can't lose." And then everyone else mm. made Nutella maple syrup, and that di- apparently didn't work as well as it looked like it was going to work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Carrie's yeah. was eggs Benedict with Nutella, strawberry habanero jam, and a classic hollandaise. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> jammy eggs I, I don't like Chocolate you know when jam and eggs mix together oh, yeah. on your plate with like hollandaise uh, mm. yeah, the it's holidays pepper is the only jam thing that... though so it's kind of yeah. like got that spice to it yeah. yeah I can see it also I feel like I would eat my desk if it had enough hollandaise on it oh really <laughs> wow I love wow. hollandaise we're an anti-hollandaise house over here really yes yeah, I've never been a hollandaise person. Really? So this is all like that mixed with like chocolate and also ham feels like a real <laughs> yeah. stretch. Well, I'm with Alex on the hollandaise. I just don't think hollandaise and jam. Yeah, that looks super together. weird. I agree. But that, yeah. I feel like the hollandaise just makes it all okay. You know, like you guys can have your Nutella mom. I want the mother sauce. Oh. <laughs> Wait, can I ask how we're all feeling? Like I'm, I'm pretty excited about Carrie, but I also can understand if people are having some Carrie fatigue. How are people doing with Carrie these days? Cal and Sarah, what do you guys think? Hmm. I'd say this episode, I, I was uh, kind of neutral neutral to against Carrie, just because I think <laughs> I like other people more. But this is the first episode where I thought, like, I, I see Carrie's special abilities. Yeah, yeah, she laid them out and for they don't include. Yeah, well, her special abilities plus also blue cheese that was unwelcome. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like yum yum, and then she said blue cheese, and I said bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, it's been fun. I have to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I also well, I mean, her special abilities are also like digging a pit to bake cake, so that's cool. Yeah, that pit was cake. cool as hell. Cool. Yeah, I we were um, we mostly just I think felt sad for her right because she's the local chef who was doing badly on her own block. At the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, and so we've been happy that she turned up. She got better, right, Megan? Well, I've yeah, I kind of I've, I've liked her since day one, and but I was sad early on that she wasn't wasn't doing well, and I yeah. thought that would be especially hard. But but then she, I mean, it seemed like uh, she's had s- some really strong dishes, you know, pretty in, in consistently Consistent, as yeah, consistently turned, as anybody, because everybody, like yeah. like you guys said, everyone's yeah. kind of been all over the map. And so. even the blue cheese mistake was like. When your assignment was to be as weird as possible, uh, and you made the you added the blue cheese thing, it like, seems fine. It was like a good. She missed on the pro side of that. Uh, well, and it was her pasta it. was bad, right? 
Didn't they oh, say like her, her pasta? Mm-hmm. They said it was an amateurish attempt at making pasta, which was like, ooh. Oh, they said that yeah. Yeah. to her. I forgot about that. Or I think Tom yeah, like that's... maybe muttered it to Podmar or Invisible I, Bash. Yeah. But yeah, invisible bash. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, invisible bash. Invisible they, bash. Did a, they did an awesome job of not putting wanted, John Bash in this episode. Yeah, I forgot this was yeah. the Bash episode. Yeah, let's come. Let's come back to Invisible Bash, um, <laughs> which turned out to be the funniest part of this episode. Once I figured it out, um, <laughs> but just to to put to wrap up breakfast, um, uh, a couple of questions. Oh, first, I just I want to add from our from I'm gonna steal from Megan's mailbag at Katie Lucy on Twitter says uh, was seemed upset that Nutella could only fork over five grand. A lot of the other quick fires has been more money <laughs> on the table, and apparently Nutella's just not making the bank we thought they were. Yeah, I, somebody I thought, else did five grand though earlier this season as as that seemed like the standard the stakes. Maybe it's just yeah. Trelato skewing the odds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trelato's like here, go for Those it. Rich Trelato, you will bathe in our wine for the rest of your natural life. <laughs> there are still chefs pickling in Trelato wine from winning the challenge. It's, they are intense. Um, they they look delicious. Well, also. Uh, uh, brother-in-law of the show uh master doctor pilot uh pointed out on uh, by email that nutella was one of the sponsors in lowercase letters in the credits not uppercase so he assumes that was they did not give up as much money i don't know Uh, wow yeah there's grammatical shade i know yeah although it is all lowercase on the jar if you ever oh good point if you ever really look at your mom you'll notice some (laughs) things about her (laughs) Uh, here's a question that I did want to bring up that was also in uh, Megan's mailbag, which is uh, at Adri Shaw uh, says, as a non-morning person, I'm not sure which is meaner, snow camping or the early morning breakfast quickfire. Hashtag Team Fatima. Uh, what do you guys think? Which is meaner? Uh, uh, Shafati has not had a good couple of days, I think. But <laughs> the snow camping is the worst because mm-hmm. one morning which? you can shake it off. That's waking up, sleeping on the ground. You're, you're cold forever. Mm-hmm. Basically, is, is snow camping? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's far worse. What about what about California? Do you guys agree? Oh, California definitely agrees. Yeah, I've made <laughs> breakfast in rough shape. I have never like camped in the snow and then had to cook a gourmet meal before, and I don't even know how I would start. I, yeah, okay. I would have full given up upon exiting my tent. I, I, I am. I'm going to be the only one on team snow camping then. I would you, wait. You just hate mornings that much. I hate mornings so much, and like, there's nothing like the the first five minutes after an alarm. I I feel like uh, taking my own life every morning. Like if there was a sword oh. near my bed, I would go straight belly with it. Wow, just... Megan, keep all the swords <laughs> hidden. Yeah, hide the swords. <laughs> there's just like I am so sad for five minutes after waking up if I have to wake up early in the morning that I just I, I was like I legitimately this week I had to wake up one day with an alarm and I remember thinking there is nothing worth this. <laughs> and I'm sure that's not true in hindsight, but that's how I feel. <laughs> Whereas if you're snow camping, you're like this adventure sucks, but you're like on an adventure. Whereas morning is like you're just in your bed and someone has assaulted you with nutella it's just not i I don't know at least on the adventure you get an adventure yeah it's i guess you you are going from comfort to discomfort whereas with the snow camping it's just pure discomfort so there's (laughs) (laughs) you don't have it's just torture but then at least you're cooking and if you start to warm up all the snow just makes you wet (laughs) i mean that's bad but also remember being awoken 
I don't, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to get there. <laughs> I know you guys have to work in the mornings. It's different. It's just this seems like the worst for me. So maybe I'm alone, but uh, I think it's I think it's meaner to be be woken up by Olympic athletes. Also, in the snow, <laughs> it was like we're all like I don't know we're snowy, and so people have like sympathy for us. But in the morning, some people are like, I'm just like to get up and read the paper before I work out, and I just don't. I feel like that would be mm. insulting. Yeah, morning people are are tough. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. Um, anyway, so that's the quick fire. Um, now for the elimination challenge, you guys. If there's one thing we all know about Denver, probably the most famous thing about Denver, behind it being a mile high and uh, pot, is that they lost the bid for the 1976 Olympics, and they're gearing up to lose it again for 2026. So, for our elimination challenge today, they decided to rub it in Denver's face. By making an uh, Olympic-themed challenge, three guest judges that are former Olympians, Meryl Davis. Current, current. Well, I guess the, the Olympics are happening um, soon. Um, at Meryl Davis, gold medalist in ice dancing. Gus Kenworthy, silver medalist, freestyle slope style, freeski slope style, and uh, John Daly, two-time Olympic skeleton racer, who miraculously still has a head. Uh, yeah, oh full-time skeleton? perfect hair haver. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, I was like, how dare you have a nice face like, and go down that track? <laughs> He's laughing in God's face every day. <laughs> Why had a face like that? I'd protect it. He doesn't care. Also, wait, was John, was it John or Gus who like knew things about Chiffonade and was like, that was Chiffonade there? Oh, that was Gus. That oh. was Gus? Yeah. I was like, Gus, way to have a culinary streak. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was trick skier and trick word player, <laughs> Gus Kenworthy. <laughs> he, yeah, he was slaloming down those the metaphors. So, yeah, um, they had, they, they came and they, they set up the, a la the finale from several seasons ago. Um, a cook-off yeah. in an arena. Mm-hmm. They had a big, an audience uh, uh, vaulted around on all sides of the chefs as the chefs had to compete in three rounds of head-to-head cooking, speed, precision, and creativity, which they loosely tied back to skeleton, slope style, and ice dancing. Um, sure. Uh, I, I would have done more like, yeah, like one of you has to cook face first, one of you has to cook <laughs> cold, and the other one has to cook with music. One of you, but obviously, cook a song. Cook me a song, chef. <laughs> Cooking face first at ninety miles an hour is definitely the one that the person with immunity should take. Yeah, I'll do the one where you can stand on your knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be. Yeah. So, uh, what they what they meant by those things was that the speed round was serve anything in forty five minutes, which is like, especially if you're coming out of quick That's fires, just like a generous quick fire. Yeah. yeah but more, but more dishes. You had to put thirty dishes instead of just two plates, thirty right. plates. That's true. Yeah. And then the That's precision round was that you had to perfectly cook your. Sorry, that was a large bug. Oh, it was that bug. was a bug? No, what? it was a butter triangle. Sorry, just oh, okay. a LA joke for me. <laughs> I was just gonna say, get out of LA. It's not yeah. I was gonna say, Ron, it sounds like Starship Ron. Troopers over there. It's like we are having an international incident involving whatever that was. It's just a really loud moped. Guys, we got a text about this loud motorcycle coming through. Uh, we, we've got to get off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the precision round was to perfectly cook a protein. Um, with, and then also uh, additional vegetables with three knife cuts, chiffonade, batonet, and brunoise, which were fat sticks, skinny sticks, and small squares. Or no, no, no. It was fat sticks, small squares, and um, long, skinny, rolled up sticks. 
Yeah, for the oh, chiffonade. No, chiffonade. Skinny rolled up leaves, yeah, typically yeah. chiffonade, yeah, yeah. a leafy green yeah, or, a yeah. le- or an herb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, they, and everyone was like, yeah, you know, we brunoise and we chiffonade sometimes in a restaurant, but no one makes fat sticks. This is a dumb... Like, yeah, Babyface Joe yeah. had that to say. He's like, yeah, nobody... I don't know why you'd ever do that. Unless you teach knife skills like Adrian, in which no case kidding. you did that recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Madden is basically like French fry cook, it looked yeah. like. A French fry cut. Yeah. Which I guess we could just call Batten nuts now. Um, and and we cre- should. <laughs> and the creativity <laughs> round, which was make a creative dish as possible. Really excited. With short ribs. Yeah, with short ribs. Yeah. It was a mystery protein that turned out to be a versatile protein that everybody was happy with. Yeah, it wasn't like frog eye or like, you know, that terrible part of the elk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the horns? I don't know. Um and the uh, the teams ended up we had a whole bear team. This was a no knife block, which hashtag more knife block. Come on, guys! Mm-hmm. Um, but the bears all ended up together, mm-hmm. and then the blue team, and then there's also a red team and a white team. Which it took Megan and I forty minutes out of a fifty minute episode to figure out red, white, and blue for America. Mm-hmm. What? Oh. Wow. <laughs> guys, guys, you saw people with like America bow ties on. I know. We were yeah. slow. The, we the, were really the information slow. was all there. <laughs> They had one of the judges in in each color too, which yes, I did. noticed. But then I was like, "What was Phantom Beshin? Was he in a flag? <laughs> he was <laughs> just in a full a flag around him. <laughs> flag <Yeah>. onesie. <laughs> that was actually a sign, you know, for the producers well, that maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I think we should. This is a good time to talk about Invisibesh before we talk about how everybody cooked. Um, Sorry, our dog has an opinion on Besh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think everything is a we... bug now. I'm also surprised that they. Well, I guess they didn't have time to erase Logan Paul from the no, yeah. food truck right episode. After. That yeah. was like three days after. Yeah, that. but he was. I was. I had to pause the episode and explain to Chris that he's been a giant knob forever, yeah. and that mm-hmm. they really shouldn't have had him on the on in the first place. Yeah, but it's fine. That is absolutely yeah. true. Tom like was apologizing for it on Twitter. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Where people were like tweeting him about, it, and he's like, "I didn't know who he was before the show. Judges don't get a say in who is and isn't on the show. That's a producer's I mean, decision." It was clear I thought when he was a producer. I know. Producer, I was like Tom, but he was just like, "I didn't know who he was, and I kind of didn't think he had much to say." It was very clear. He was, when he yeah. showed up, that Tom did not know or care who he was. Tom, so, it was yeah, totally yeah that was obvious. Him, I thought, like, uh, he was. I, I thought that was my maybe at first it. he seemed like he didn't didn't know and then later was no when he had to like smile and say he has millions of followers I was like oh Tom's never heard of this man <laughs> and to Tom's credit um, in fact I had never heard of him actually I appreciate Top Chef introducing me a person like right for that in time for their fall just as they become relevant <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, for a very short times so. it was like mm-hmm. uh, like oh, he, no. he was milkshake duck he was just on the show long enough for us to meet him and then. <laughs> Turns out mix, mix. milkshake duck. What are we oh, talking about? Milkshake duck is the best. This is like a web. It's the word of the year, right? It's it, it. It was like uh, Merriam-Webster's like new word of 2017. It's so it? Yeah, it's the most perfect. Uh, it was a, it was from a web comic, and it was just two panels. And the first panel is a, a a duck drinking a milkshake, and it's like everyone loves milkshake duck, the duck that drinks milkshakes. And then the next panel is we regret to inform you, milkshake duck is racist. And, and it's just the summary of people meeting people on the internet. It was like the year of finding out. You're like, oh, you're fun. Oh, nope. You, ugh, ugh. oh, you're not fun. You've never been fun. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like, or like, uh, the, what was it? Uh, 
the guy with the sweater from the debates where everyone was so excited and then it was like hey, Ken Bone. Yeah, Ken Bone, yeah, the Bone Zone. Like everyone was like, Oh, Ken Bone's fun, look at that sweater. And they're like, Oh, here's his porn history that he made public. It was weird. Oh. Um anyway, so, so uh I felt like we got milkshake ducked with him. We met uh we met that knob just in time to hate him. But speaking of knobs, so John Besh, we've known for a while, was edited out of an episode of this season, but we didn't know where it was. And I didn't even suspect it was him during the 10 minutes of Robot Padma from the future explaining the scores in a clearly not the way she said it. Yeah. This despite the fact that one of our listeners wrote in to tell us that the next episode was uh, the John Besh episode, which we both totally forgot by the time we were watching it. Oh, wow. I apologize for our dog. That's fine. We're trying to... Besh gets him really riled up. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, I hate sexism. (laughs) Uh, I hope he is. He found his toys. What's he? What's he working on? Uh, yeah, he found a toy that we overlooked. Uh, so he's Kyle has, Kyle has left the the podcast and is chasing him around the room. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get our little baby Besh as we're now going to call him out of the room here, so he's not um, distracted. Let me know if you need us to just like sing situation. some Benny Hill music. <laughs> this is a very really comedy rich situation. Uh, I apologize. So, uh, we'll send another picture as penance. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, yeah, so we did know it was coming, but I'd forgotten. And if Top Chef, they did such a good job visually of editing him out, although our heroes on the Top Chef Reddit have once again uh, come through with a series of, of images under the game. Let's play Find the Besh. And then you can see his elbow, and then here's his hands, and then there's a shoulder, and here's his suit. And then there's two pictures of, like, just clearly him. So... Uh, we yeah. we can see where he's he's hanging out and he's in a couple of frames of the show, but they did a pretty good job of cutting him from the episode. And if they tried even a little bit with their ADR to make it sound like the normal audio, I wouldn't have noticed anything was amiss. But that's they, not how Top Chef has ever rolled out. <laughs> not how they work. No. You got to get well, those details in there before, after, or whenever. <laughs> you wouldn't have noticed that anything was amiss except for that weird message at the end of the show where well, they're yeah. like, uh. Just a quick thing about the points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there was there's, at the end. Normally, there's the the normal disclaimers that are like the producers might decide who goes home instead of the judges. Um, there's also there was a disclaimer. This one that was like the points we showed on your screen are not the points they earned during the episode. But don't worry, the results are the same. Yeah. Our listener yeah. Yeah. wasn't sure. Was he was like, were they lopping off the score of the East German judge? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It seemed like I thought maybe they were just doing it to make the scores seem closer than they were or because their math was bad at the time but yeah it's t- they just had to get rid of john's number uh, every time invisibesh was there yeah. they had to cut it out so but it seemed interesting like, i mean it seemed like it didn't change anything no. for no they kept uh, the well, can i talk like about the scoring yeah. I, I had a beef with the scoring <laughs> so many issues with the scoring but yes please you kick us off what's your problem with the score okay so you know the idea is out of 10 including half points each of the round speed precision and creativity are judged by on our screen six judges right okay so they were given but some in the sort moment, of total six judges and an asshole sure mm-hmm. whatever but the whole thing of in precision you have to basically name that tune with how yes. uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. temperature of your meat um, and then for every three degrees your protein is off from your stated temperature they'll deduct one point well I thought okay this might make a bit of a difference if you're off by a lot but a few points off a total of 
you know, a possible 60 points is, you know, not going to make or break you. No, it was that many points off the maximum you could get from any given judge. So if you're off by two points, that means instead of a maximum of 60, you have a maximum of 48 and your your competitiveness goes way down. So Chef Tanya way overshot. Like Mm -hmm. she was off by six, which meant that the best score anybody could give her is a four. She's automatically losing that round, mm-hmm. right? The, Unless yeah, it was really harsh. Was it was so, so unfairly weighted. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the way yeah. they described it, it was like, no, 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 surely. Because one chef said, this means the maximum score I can only get is a six. And I'm like, that's not how this works. That would be crazy. And I was like, yeah. why would the editors leave in a contestant explaining it wrong? <laughs> like, that would be completely insane. No, but I was like, that that is just such an unfair handicap for Terrible. how just nuts that, that guessing game has to be. Yeah. And it's, but, okay, so this is awful. But if you said ahead of time, hey, you're going to have to pick up a protein guess the temperature that you're cooking it to and then hit it and we're going to make that 90% of your score, mm-hmm. then yeah. maybe they would have put a lot of thought into it. But instead, they didn't tell them that until it was time to guess that temperature. Mm-hmm. And Tanya right. just made and up a number. Chef Tanya just was like, I guess 145. And, and Tom's like, are you sure? <laughs> and she goes, I, I don't know. And then she I go, I cook by touch. She cooked it perfectly to 125, yes. right. which means those 20 points cost her six off the total. Right? No, and, and she got almost all fours. Like, she yeah. got full marks for what oh, she for could sure. get. Yeah, for well, sure. And also, well, like, at the end, they said if uh, the white team gets a gold, then the red team's on the bottom. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? How did that, like, half of a point difference? Well, it was it was, it was the best scoring that we didn't see because uh, those scores, right – those scores that we saw and the totals that we saw were not the totals that were taking place in the stadium. Right. And so that difference, I think Mm -hmm. actually, I think Kyle, I was confused too. And I thought the math does not add up for that statement. Yeah. And for those of us that don't like math, we were just sitting there. Just taking it in. I like how similar (laughs) our dynamics are, Chris, because I definitely paused it and I was like, so Megan, he's saying that, but there's no way, because it doesn't matter your, your, uh, place yeah uh, first second third it matters the difference in score yeah and, and it's I, like he's having a conversation with me and he's like saying th- things and like right and right and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and cut, to, cut to us being like clear like one plus two plus one plus one i did all yeah. the, I did uh, all this math ever of the scores and then she was like yeah math cool <laughs> yeah i was yeah. like i've been hearing numbers lately just <laughs> <laughs> didn't care um <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just I did a, a, a comedy competition a few months ago that was like really focused on these numbers, and that was one of the things that I learned was like you can win by a lot one day and then lose by a little bit, and that the scores matter, not your relative position. So I've just been thinking about it. It's not that I'm great at math; I just had my mind wrapped around this. Mm. Anyway, I'm, yeah. Well, the temperature uh, thing was really interesting. One of our listeners wrote in with a really good point about that because I because I thought it was dumb because the chefs are cooking by feel. And yeah. That's what Tanya's doing. She knew how to cook a perfect lamb. Um, she just didn't know what the temperature was because she doesn't need to know what the temperature was. Um, but one sure. exactly one of our listeners, Bridget, um, points out that um, you have to when you go on Top Chef. One of the things you should uh, look into is sous vide cooking because that com- seems to come up a lot right. and if yeah. you're cooking something sous vide you really do need to know the temperature uh, um, yeah that that's so true so after so. you finish pressure cooking and then cooking at altitude you should try sous vide <laughs> oh, you should probably work on your pit ovens first <laughs> yeah. and then there's a lot yeah wor- worry about trench foot but also <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to do but yeah also sous vide numbers I just 
I just don't... Cause, and it was clear that Tom was bummed about it, too, because he was like, this is perfect, and I have to take away half right. of your possible score. Right. Yep. That is just yep. brutal. Mm-hmm. And, and arbitrary and silly. And, like, I, the only thing, though, that makes me feel, like, like, a little bit better about it was that in the final judgment... So that made the team lose, but in the final yes. judgments, they were just doing best dish, and... They didn't seem to care much about her protein numbers. They did care that her knife cuts were pretty sloppy. Yeah, that mm-hmm. the stated challenge was precision yes. and she was not as precise. Well, I guess like what it comes down to is that she they had that initial conversation. Claudette chose what she wanted to do and then basically Tanya kind of tapped at like it yeah. just felt like she yeah. just was like, "All right, well, I didn't get what I thought I could do and I'm done here." Like and I didn't state my case, but I'm also just ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, yeah. You know, there my was theory, there was some rope at which the end was reached, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My theory is she was just super tired because I also felt like as much as I'd loved her up until this point, eventually at judge's table, she was able to get me off her side. Um, actually, it wasn't even judge's table. It was after judge's table where Carrie was like, maybe we can talk about this. And she was like, she yelled at Carrie. Um, well, I have different, I have, I've thought about that some really? more. Yeah. Cause, cause Carrie, so, so the, the thing that happens at judge's table is Claudette is kind of passive aggressively, you know, uh, throwing her under the bus and saying looking like, for buses yeah looking yeah. for buses she yeah. threw her under a whole line of greyhounds i mean it was yeah, yeah. very yeah. Bus- and and well she had and, practice after she right. chucked adrian yeah, and, and then she moved up to tanya babyface you know? joe was like hey uh adrian yeah uh, isn't that what week? she did to you this yeah. is yeah. clearly a pattern for her yeah I, so this is actually really interesting because kyle and i did not we missed that one, one episode. episode. That's the only episode we oh. haven't seen is the one where Claudette was eliminated the first time around. So is that what oh. happened during that judge's table? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Except except well, Claudette was the one who went home. Right. Yeah. It didn't work. Well, and the interesting thing about that one was also that Adrian stayed quiet too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and that's and or I, yeah. the edit was. I don't know. They cut a lot to Adrian looking like she had recently stopped crying. Mm-hmm. That's oh. true. So, mm-hmm. We we do know that judge's table is like a six hour thing that we only have to sit yeah. through five minutes of. Um, so it's possible she said more. But both times they did not offer her a, a defense. It was just bus throwing and then the end. Mm-hmm. But I, st- I still felt like Tanya just, it, she just, and all it was to me, it just she just seemed tired, like like literally sleep deprived. And when you're sleep deprived and everybody's attacking you and telling you you're terrible, at some point you might snap at somebody. Uh, so that's all I was going to say. I just don't, I just think that she, like she didn't necessarily acquit herself super well towards the end of the drama. But she was just sleepy, and as soon as she got a good night's sleep, she came back in Last Chance Kitchen, and she was like, man, sure, I'm glad to be done with Top Chef. That was exhausting. She just seemed like yeah. a great yeah. mood again. Mm-hmm. So I just think she was just just sleepy. Well, and I think well, the and thing she with, was also... Oh, oh go ahead. I, I was just going to say, the thing with Carrie, where she kind of snaps at Carrie, it, Carrie was like telling her to forgive Claudette right after Claudette. Just, she's like, well, she's saying sorry. And right. Tanya's like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have been similarly frustrated. Yeah. And I think she kind of, she like her, her actual snap at Carrie was like, not all of us experience the world the same way. And I was like, well, that's a little yeah, that's all, broad. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a little much, but also like uh, it's understandable. But she also, I mean, she also yelled at the bears for celebrating their win. And mm-hmm. I think she was one of, I think she, was she the only voice that was like the bears are like kind of getting on everyone's nerves now no, like we're all kind of sick of them who else was it earlier uh, yeah oh yeah, Chris, okay Chris, Chris Butterfunk is getting tired that. of that and too. we um yeah. yeah yeah so definitely people were sick of the bears although they all cooked great 
And the thing that won me back over with the bears is that they actually use those bear slippers functionally, not just for the cutscenes. <laughs> they actually needed them yeah. for their yeah. warm feet. It was cute. Probably. Did That's you see adorable. that uh, Babyface uh, Joe actually was wearing his his pajamas are shorts, t-shirt, bear slippers? Yes. Like yes. He woke up, he got out of the bed. Those bear slippers were already on his feet before <laughs> his feet hit the ground. I'm concerned that he slept in them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that seems weird. Plus, yeah, good way to attract dust and plus stuff. Plus, you guys, one of the good bears, way to get trench foot. One of the bears just had a cub. I mean, it's it's so true. I'm I'm it's, fine with the bears, but and this is the other thing that I was thinking about making this about myself in a contest I recently did is that when you're in a contest, you don't get to celebrate winning because literally everyone else in the room lost. So you do need to chill uh, mm-hmm. about the winning. Yeah, it, but when you're no on a group of three, they didn't even say anything they just cheersed each other with their respective beer or soda right and like that seemed all right yeah me, yeah it but. didn't seem excess- excessive but i could imagine that they would be like i can see how that would hurt oh, sure. when you just got yelled at by a lot of people including a an ab- abusive john bash can we also i guess let's all can we circle up about claudette in general because yes, yeah. i i find the thing about her that's kind of wild like is that her two camera stuff is so abusive of everyone else around her. And I don't have a sense of how she is in the house. Like, I think she is maybe nicer than that, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like there is just, she talks endless trash about everybody else's cooking style. Everybody else's everything. And it makes me dislike her so strongly. But then at the same time, she still seems like she has a lot of advocates around her. Yes. And clearly her food is good. So I have to keep watching her trash everyone, yeah. which is very frustrating. Yeah. And there are like two people in the house she gets along with and everybody else she really doesn't. She said, I think, of the most recent episode. Yeah. I yeah. See why. Uh, oh, yeah. Sarah and Kyle, your thoughts on Claudette? Well, I got the vibe that uh, at least in how the judges table went, it seemed that Claudette kind of plays it very young and that could have played oh. some into chef Tanya's frustrations where like, she was like, I was just trying to be cool with you. And I got this vibe from you and I didn't want to ask for your help. When like, if you were a more mature chef mm-hmm. or more experienced chef, like chef Tanya, like she doesn't want to play those kind of subtweet games. Right. And yeah. it, it seemed yeah. like no, that's at true. Least in this experience, Claudette, like when she's on camera by herself, she's putting up this like abrasive personality talking crap. But then when she's in the house, she's maybe like a little bit, I don't admit, like she tries to play up her youth and innocence a little bit more. It seems to Mm -hmm. me like Claudette thinks she's on Survivor and no one else does. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. And her cooking is so good that it makes it up to me. But uh, like, I have to keep forgiving her. But I felt like, I mean, she's clearly the villain of the show and we'd had a villainless series until now. Um, but she in all her cutscenes, she's like, "I will destroy these these terrible other crap." Everyone thinks they're good. I'm gonna get them, and then everyone else is like, "Man, it's so cool to be around Tanya." <laughs> so it's just, yeah. it's just kind of yeah. like she's on a different show. Mm-hmm. Chef Tanya, sorry, yeah. Tanya. they did not say anything. No, about it's you. it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is cool to be around Tanya. It is. Yeah, I don't. I I'm really. I I agree that I think maybe we're not seeing the whole Claudette story, so it's hard to, like... Sure. ...make a judgment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> bugs, man. <laughs> so I know, they're scary. huge here. Wow, yeah. living in the desert. I mean, weird. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am super frustrated by... Because that whole thing with... I, I think you're totally right, Kyle, where she's like, oh, you know, I just, you know, didn't want to... You know, didn't feel like I could say anything to this older... Uh, more experienced chef like she did that same thing with adrian and then but then it's not like she's actually showing respect to them because she's just like Mm -hmm. calling them out in front of the yeah well and she's really 
Yeah. yeah. And she was totally ordering Tanya around in this way that was not about like, hey, could you help me really quick? It was just Tanya, cheese, Tanya, garlic. Like it was so Or she aggressive. wouldn't even say Tanya. She'd just say garlic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and in one instance, like she demanded something and Tanya was like, I already put it right there. Like it's next to you. Yeah. Like, ugh. Oh, so, yeah. so and that's just like that was hard to watch. Teamwork. Just to wrap this up, like, this is the thing we're missing, uh, is that we didn't talk enough about what actually happened during the cook. So, yeah, Kyle, uh, maybe t- uh, talk about what you thought was going on during their actual teamwork and cooking. Well, it seemed like everyone else had a really good plan of, like, each person is responsible for one stage, and then everyone was set up to, like, help them at certain points. And it seemed like sure. with Claudette, she was just like, all right, Tanya, you're my sous chef for this to help me make sure the speed round's done instead of having like an actual plan of how everyone was going to kind of like be point guard of their phase and then everyone else mm-hmm. be supporting them. And it, mm-hmm. it just totally. felt like it was at least added in the way that Claudette was treating chef Tanya as her sous chef while Butterfunk was just back there brazing them ribs. <laughs> and it was, yeah. yeah, where was, and then Butterfunk just got to be completely blameless and just walk out like, well, I didn't even know they had a problem with each well, other. It was like, I see they're having a problem. I don't want to disrupt what everybody's doing to work on, you know, I would, work I would like problem. to cook an excellent dish with a tofu problem. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> if you could guys, if you guys could just go over there and fight, I've got to ruin this sauce with tofu foam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, so, but it is interesting that, Blue and Red, who weren't having this drama, were within five points of each other for everything until Carrie kind of crashed and burned. Yeah. You know, but like their service, the ones where they had to cooperate the most, like. Yeah, they were really, they were uh, in it. Can we just, let's just, let's get a little more credit for Kyle. No, that was (laughs) good. She she blew EU it. She blew it. She blew it. (laughs) She blew it. (laughs) That was with blue cheese. She's on the red team, but blue cheese. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. And it was just interesting to see, and maybe this is a preview for Restaurant Wars next week, is that, you know, it seemed like the teams that got along better and had more of that plan for the entire service were able to consistently have, you know, excellent stuff come out, Mm -hmm. whereas there were problems and balance issues and whatever else with the food. You saw it directly in the food. This is why, like, I can't get behind Claudette from this, from the cooking part of it, from the teamwork aspect, was if you're first... It feels like you, everybody needs to help you, but you can't forget that they have their work. Like they have to do the next course. And if she yeah. was super demanding, but then as soon as she was done, she was like, I'm at your service. Anything you need, how much can I help? But she was weird and standoffish about helping Chef Tanya when she was done. Like you had nothing. Yeah. Your only job is being her sous yeah. chef. So how could you be weird? I didn't feel like I could help. Like this is your. That you should be if you were doing so much work with Butterfunk that you didn't help her, that would be a different problem. But you're just not helping anybody right. when you yeah. were off duty. Yeah, and, and then yeah, trying to talk really about their difficult. drama mid round. Did yes. you notice that part too? That was yeah. so weird. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I she's just confusing to me. And we missed the whole uh, again. That was the one episode we missed was Claudette's original elimination. So I feel like I kind of am missing a, a portion of what her narrative has been on the show anyway. Right. But I just, yeah. I can't, I cannot figure her out. And this is also well, the yeah. first time I, I felt I, like her food looked kind of bad too. Yeah. yeah. No, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry to jump in here. I'm actually, I'm not going to do a complete 180, but I think I do at least have a sense of where she's coming from. I mean, she said she's born in Guadalajara. She's been in this industry since she was 18. She's been a mom since she was about 18. Her her kid is just entering high school now. 
Um, and she's like been a woman fighting an uphill battle, like super talented, but like always having to prove herself and always like the only way she can get ahead is by prioritizing herself above others. Well, and, and like, on top of that, anytime assuming- she like I'm suddenly joining Chris's side here. Yeah. Surprise, Tanya and Chris again. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but I would say also like she has such a depth of knowledge of of Mexican food that yes. like I feel very ashamed. I cannot understand half well, of like, the things that she like says Southern she's making. Mexican food that yeah. nobody else is going to be yeah, like playing, messing with those flavors either. Yeah, it's all kinds of stuff that like, and it also just goes to show like how little not respect, but just how little play so much of that region's food even yeah. gets so yeah. like her food her flavors when she has the opportunity to put herself first and to do exact to be the lead chef whether that's a team of one or multiple i think it's gonna go pretty well but she's not used to being a team player or at least like and in a com- in a competition setting it seems i admire yeah. your generosity and like i, really I still think she's a villain i still don't really like her and how she carries herself i'm just seeing like oh i see some reasons in the bio bits that they've dropped why maybe but, she but is you don't acting think tanya chef tanya has that same story like she as oh def- she definitely does oh she does like almost yeah. that exact same story and and she was continually carrying the whole the weight of race and yep. gender while she was cooking and yep. uh, and a food that is not has until recently respected in the culinary world i mean she has all of that yeah. going for her too and she talks to people better yeah she does and she has 20 more years of experience well yes. and yes. i think she and and really what it seems like happened is she burnt out on dealing with the house and by yeah. the time she got to the conversation about who was going to do what part of this particular relay she just didn't have it in her to fight for her turf anymore and then like that just soured her attitude for the entire challenge and that's a classic because chef moment yeah. every time there's a discussion of what yeah. part of the team you're going to be and you're like I'll do whatever, but it's not what I want. You go home. That's like every yeah. it just keeps happening. And it just yeah, well, or it just contributes to a crash and burn for the yeah, whole team. The whole Which team. is why, dear listeners, if anybody is going to be on Top Chef who is seeing <laughs> who's listening to this show, remember part of leading is making sure that everybody gets to the top of the mountain. Okay. All right? It well, right. Which you've trained for with your altitude training. <laughs> sure. So so uh, training at altitude, pressure cookers, sous vide, pit baking, and teamwork. You got a yeah. lot to prep, and if you got, and you're probably you on the show might, in a week, so get going. Yeah, and if there's like a, a burner in a food truck that you could just disassemble and reassemble, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, that's very helpful. All right, yeah, I if think you can just, troubleshoot some electrical. Just to wrap on that, uh, uh, this uh, so much more we could t- say about it, but we have other people who want to say other things, and in the waning moments of today's podcast, uh, I'm just stalling while I get my tech set up again. It fell apart. Um, <laughs> In the waning moments of this, our fair podcast, um, <laughs> formerly the only Top Chef podcast, it's time for <laughs> Megan's Mailbag. What? Hey, Chris. Is st- still with this? <laughs> no, it's a new ding song. Yeah. Well, right, you know. Megan. Megan, you know I love and respect you, but <laughs> Wow. You well, know, what, since you guys have been gone, the mailbag duties have been entirely turned over to uh, our favorite person slash intern, Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now Megan's mailbag. You could, of course, send stuff to Megan's mailbag uh, by emailing mailbag at, at packyourmics.com or you can tweet at us at packyourmics and facebook.com slash packyourmics. And you can also fill out the convenient form on our brand new shiny website for season uh, 15, packyourmics.com. Megan, what's in your bag? 
Well, first of all, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to Matt for sending us a, an alternate alternative um, option for a Ring-A-Ding song. Ooh. Oh. Uh, which uh, which um, we will look into. We will evaluate and, and get back yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, I can't uh, wait. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of great stuff in the mailbag. <laughs> I think Woody has some some things to add. <laughs> what, it's the Woody mailbag. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you could also send. By the way, you can send mail to Megan. You could also send it to Woody. I can't promise he'll read it all, but he will likely eat it. But you're welcome to send it. Um, Jane wrote in to say that she's sad that Tom did not embrace the opportunity to make Joe Stash the official way to refer to the mustache Joe. Yeah. Um, he did say mm-hmm. mustache Joe. He said mustache Joe instead of yeah, Joe Stash. He did. She thought it was an episode of bad decisions for Tom, and that was one of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, work, too many mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and you were on precision, Tom, so you blew it. Uh, Danielle is ready for mustache Joe to go because while she recognizes that he's a good cook, she seriously cannot deal with the mustache. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. I feel it's like. Okay. He's going to shave it when he comes back for the finale. I stand by that prediction. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and then he'll just build up his neck muscles. That's always been a a popular choice. Yeah, people really do work on their necks off between the semifinals and the finals. I will say we have not had one of those, like, goofy edits where we learn how he does his mustache every day. And I kind of felt like we would. Like, it'd be like, oh, got to warm the wax between my fingers. And then, like, the, like, like, the music, you know, like. He wears one of those plastic mustache shapers while he sleeps, like uh, Inspector Clouseau. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they'll spare us that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I hope that, they, that would be great. I, I would be so happy if that never actually oh, happens. Oh, I have a new official bold prediction, but I'm not going to say it yet. I'm holding it for the end. Go ahead, Megan. What's else in, what else in your mailbag? Um, yeah, I just wanted to add another note from Danielle. She says uh, she's really going to miss having Tanya in the show and what she represented. Uh, she thinks it's important to talk about disparities for women of color in the industry. And there's definitely a need for more representation on that front. Agreed. Totally. Totally agreed. Tanya yeah. agrees. <laughs> it's it, it's it's like I just think more Tanyas on any show. That's my general feeling. I mean, it's not a name that gets a lot of play, especially with the A and not the O and not an IA. It's yeah. very specific, very niche. Yeah. yeah, we don't see Margot Robbie playing Chef Tanya. No, just saying. Well, That's then true. we shouldn't because that well, would make shouldn't. any yeah, sense. That would be terrible. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Jorge sent us a link, uh, to an Instagram photo, uh, from Padma. Um, so, uh, if you, uh, uh, Chef Fati, um, had surgery, um, this week for, uh, for a tumor, um, and, so, and Padma was there to oh, no. support her. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's, um, so she's, uh, she's been diagnosed with, a. uh, type of cancer um bone and tissue cancer yeah. um and she just uh went into surgery this week and so if you guys uh, follow her on instagram that's a good way to uh show her, show support um she's she's posted some updates there it was the um, one of, it was oh no so there was uh yeah padma came by for surgery and there also was one with two of the bears who came by mm-hmm. uh, yeah she's got, she's got, and she posted, yeah, on her. So there's the photo of Padma from Padma's Instagram, and the one with uh, Chef Fadi's Instagram. She's like, um, it was with the Bears, and she just said, like, the caption was just like, "This is why Top Chef is like so much more than just a show." It's like we actually like love and respect each other, and we make friends on this show. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't sweet. realize that this was happening. That's so sad. It is. Yeah. 
Ugh. But she seems like she's doing pretty well. She seems like she's get she's fighting. So. Good. Yeah. Yep. yep. We're rooting for you as always in all forms. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Oh. Um, I appreciate that you guys are saying Chef Fati because we've been trying. We, we got some corrections early on on how to say some, some kind and, and gentle yes. corrections. Yes, <laughs> we know. Yeah, we know it's uh, uh, it, it's not Fatima. Yeah, right. Is, and, yeah. and just to catch you guys up, we no longer do the correction segment. We do the interesting facts that no one should feel defensive about segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so I had some issues with this. Um, uh, uh, anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. Good. Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, oh, Alchemy Girl wrote in uh, to say hashtag Team Yummy. She always liked that word. We were talking about the word yummy last week on the show. And there's and, no uh, yummies today, but there was a tasty this week, which I, I just yes. feel like your job is to be more descriptive than that. <laughs> sure. But, like, wouldn't you be kind of worn out in a different way if someone was like, the most succulent lip smack. <laughs> like, I, I, it gets, like, gross That's if true. you go the That's other true. way. Like, I get why you go, like, your tasties, you know? Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit safer. Tasty. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, just a really quick other thought on uh, Chef Fadi, which is um, my my favorite place, the Top Chef Reddit. There's, the I think, one of the most popular threads of the season uh, so far has been, is Fatima the greatest character in Top Chef history? So, yeah. Wow. Just, just, she's winning everywhere. Okay, so... I've, there was a moment that I forgot where, um, so they, right, right after they finish the breakfast challenge and they have the Olympic athletes come out, um, Fatima oh, yeah. is like um, talking about how amazing I, the figure skater is and just Mel Davis. Um, oh, yeah. how wonderful she is. And it was just like every single episode mm-hmm. has Fatima talking about, you know, someone that she admires and like saying good things about someone. And I don't, it's, and it this just had, seems and like she was. Fatima's dish was that skater's favorite dish, right? Oh, there was like yeah, a, that was awesome. They were at the end of the mutual respect yeah. club. Oh, yeah, beautiful. it's true. And I felt oh. so bad because at the quick fire where Fatima had to make 20-minute biryani, which is impossible. I uh, just, just, just moments before, well, no, what was that? The episode oh. before, I turned to Chris and I was like, if I knew that I had to make some like classic thing from my family, the thing I would never choose is biryani because I know it takes like three and a half days to make. Right. Mm-hmm. That is an absolute no-go. And then the very next episode, they were like, now you got to make biryani in 20 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, Padma was just like, you know, that this was a bad example of our food, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then like later she's like, why couldn't you make our food as good as the Western food you made? And she was just feeling so deflated and then she got a win and it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a good yeah. arc to so, that. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Right. If you guys already covered that. No, we so. didn't. No. But hashtag team fatty. Mm-hmm. No, not that. Fatima. Don't team fatty. <laughs> Fati. You gotta get the different Fati. A in there. Team Fati. <laughs> an interesting fact about um, how to pronounce the A. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel guilty about that at all. All right. Jane, Jane writes in with a, an interesting question for us. Obvious question. Oh. Uh, if you could receive a gold medal from an actual Olympic athlete, what category would you receive the medal for and what athlete would do the honors? Oh wow! This I, is hard. Oh, I, I've got one. I've got it right <laughs> here. Uh, I would want uh, the hundred meter backstroke gold medal from swimming chef Tom Colicchio. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I forgot that. about Tom, like cutting through them waters. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, as like a husky former swimmer myself, like I, I it, it it resonated with me really hard to find out that Chef was also a competitive swimmer. Yeah, remember yeah, how that I episode where they had Padma like emerge from the waves in a bikini so all the guys could talk about Padma for a second? <laughs> I want them to do that. With Yes. Yeah. Oh, Tom comes up out of the water and does like he's gonna shake his hair, but it's just water s- sliding off his perfect shiny head. Oh, yeah. this amazing dome. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't think I'm gonna beat that answer. I, really that no. might be. That should just be the group's that's answer. Yeah. That's a great group <laughs> answer. Do you, does anybody have uh, one of those two? Because I'm struggling with what sport. I mean, I know Christy Yamaguchi is. I well, was gonna say Christy Yamaguchi too. <laughs> of like, course you were. Absolutely. She's the best. She is the best. Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm pretty sure the last time I actually cared about the Olympics was like circa 1992. <laughs> Because I am not oh. much of a sports person, <laughs> but like yeah, I, I, I watch with interest, a... but I also from... <laughs> uh, we didn't yeah. even that's true. We didn't even get into this. Uh, my other big question of the day was going to be: agree or disagree? The Winter Olympics are the crap Olympics. Which no mm, disagree. I like what? all the Olympics. Yeah, there's no crap Olympics. They're all really, really impressive. Also, as a skier, I take umbrage. Uh, <laughs> I'm As, gonna say I'm gonna say agree. Yeah. Oh my god, I Good. have to go. <laughs> I say As somebody who has seen a movie about a Jamaican bobsled team, mm-hmm. I disagree. See, I, well, here's my here's my distinction. I think the Winter Olympics are like the night Olympics and the summer Olympics are the day Olympics. Oh, that's a good As way. someone who like when I, wa- I I I loved watching the weird curling and random winter Olympics events at like two in the morning when I couldn't sure. sleep. Yeah. yeah. But I love awesome summer olympic stuff like kayaking and volleyball in the middle of the day for yeah. two straight weeks so it's also, like light and yeah. darkness in the actual events a lot of the time mm-hmm. i i just so i might my, my i just think okay so first of all i did look this up and it's like a third as many countries compete in the winter olympics as in the summer olympics Aww. so it's That's the, geography because well it's geography and it's also it's the it's the rich people sports the winter olympics mm-hmm. are almost all rich people sports whereas like the sport of the people soccer is it's like much cheaper to start playing soccer than it is to start playing um downhill uh maze skiing you know maze um, skiing yes that sport we all love <laughs> i mean there's just not a lot of a lot of poor kids who are like man someday i want to do skeleton it's just a it's yeah. just kind of a it's the shishi olympics and uh, also, I just feel like if you take the big sports and compare it in terms of like popularity, um, like the big, I think the big team sport is is soccer in the in the summer, and it's uh, hockey in the winter. And soccer is much oh. bigger than hockey. I don't and, think soccer is the big summer Olympics. I think basketball's past soccer. Sure. Basketball? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Basket yeah. basketball's way better than hockey. Um, you can see the ball. It's so great. <laughs> and then also uh like the the i think like gym, gymnastics versus skating i feel like more people just enjoy gymnastics i think that oh, i don't know though do you know argument no you that can't is. say that they're entirely different things also the clothing alone and like ice dancing keeps me riveted <laughs> <laughs> well and the the clothing alone in uh beach volleyball keeps other people riveted not me personally no. i only look at my wife but the rest of you maybe are interested Hey, there's a lot. There dudes play beach volleyball too. I don't yeah. know why we got to they assume look, it's all about them ladies. They look great. They look great. I, I, I uh, I'm gonna stand by. I think the, the Summer Olympics are definitely the Olympics of the people, and you guys can be into your rich Olympics if you want. 
I just like all Olympics. This is not preferring one over the other. This is just like, yeah. wow, I love watching I like the, the John Williams theme. I like the, <laughs> yeah. I like all the, the country stuff. That's I don't funny, know. Cool. That's funny. Yeah. Megan was making the opposite, exact opposite argument. She was like, all Olympics are boring. I don't care about any Olympics. So. <laughs> both, that was my argument. Was, yeah. You were, de- <laughs> you were defeating my, my question, both with positivity and negativity. On both sides, I'm getting beat up. Uh, we, there was one other question from the mailbag, Megan, if you will, maybe to, to wrap up that someone else asked that I thought would be fun to discuss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Esther uh, wrote in and said, uh, not sure if you've been asked this before, but what do you like to eat while watching Top Chef? I always cook during oh. food programs, so I'm celebrating finally watching the series with a really solid spaghetti bolognese, oh, which was geez. a brief Wow. Wow. <laughs> nice job. That sounds delightful. Esther, you definitely showed us up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we definitely reheated some takeout for yeah. the most recent watching that we were doing. Yep. Yeah. We do a we're, lot. Of, we, 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 do, sorry, sorry, we do weekend morning watches, so it's often breakfast burritos. Yeah. Mm. We've, we've done some brunches. We do a lot of... Actually, I think part of the fun for me is eating our least good food while we watch the good food on TV. So we do a lot of like end of the week, like it's canned chili night. Um, <laughs> just cause it's like, we're, you know, we're going to, you guys are going to do the cooking tonight. We are going to kick back. We have that, those popping fresh yep. croissants and uh, that's, that's good enough. I mean, those are good though. They're so good. Yeah. But yeah. someone else is cooking. That's the theme of, we're not really like make something fancy and watch top chef as I, as much as I admire that lifestyle. We're just not about that. Hashtag team. Yeah, that seems mm-hmm. like Gwyneth Paltrow level opulence and like success. <laughs> I have yet to achieve. And uh, we, what we have said before, Esther, on the show is that we are we are more food TV people than we are food people. Like we we know food, but we know food TV a lot better. I think mm-hmm. Kyle is giving me a significant look that says he disagrees. Oh, do you? Well, you're the newest addition to the show. That's this may have become less true since we've added you. Um, oh, we just. We cook a lot, and we also like we try and get good food regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during and Top Chef stuff time, out. yeah. But I'd I, say I trace like Top Chef is like the gateway drug to make me want to try better foods. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. oh, totally. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I would say that I've had, and I've had a lot more like restaurant experiences based on Top Chef like inspiration mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, but I mean, just as far as like lately is concerned, like Chris and I are for exciting boring reasons our kitchen has been unable to be used yeah unusable hellscape unusable hellscape was our kitchen so now that it's back i think we will probably be back on cooking a ton because that's what we normally do yeah um but yeah lately it's been a been a little harder and a little more snack based (laughs) during top chef we do cook sometimes i mean i i cook a lot i'm just i i'm not that these these were just corrections that no one has to feel bad about um <laughs> i also do cook uh anyway that's the mailbag you guys that's megan's mailbag thanks megan Woo-hoo. you can send along mailbag at packyourmics.com and everywhere else you can find us packyourmics.com uh and now it's time for our final final thoughts and predictions really quick before we leave um i have a bold prediction only bold predictions allowed Ooh. no boring predictions on the show my bold prediction <laughs> It's sort of inspired by uh, Kyle's prediction, but I have a, a modification, which is right before the last episode, Marcel is going to break into the dorms and shave off Joe's mustache. 
Oh my wow. god. The mm. ultimate And then get twist. rebooted off the show that yes. he wasn't on this season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I if anyone gets a pass, I think I think Marcel should get to shave one person. I think that's only fair at this point. <laughs> <laughs> let Marcel si- let Marcel shave someone. Yes. Yeah. He has a coupon mm-hmm. that needs redeeming. <laughs> My bold prediction is that the other Joe is going to grow a mustache, and then oh. we're going to be really confused. Oh, babyface Joe is going to become also mustachio he's, Joe. He's, he's going to become hair face Joe. Yeah, hair face Joe. It's going to be boy face to man face Joe. Boy, oh man, they're going to have a face off. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Any other bold predictions? Anything maybe about restaurant wars? I have a bold prediction. Uh, I think. Uh, whichever two uh, bears are on the same restaurant, if not all three of them are in the same restaurant, they're going to turn on each other. Oh my gosh. Oh. Whoa. Neither can live while the other bear survive. <laughs> it's going to be a what? Bear fight? Two bears enter, one bear leaves. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I, I think, did you guys see the next time on? I forget. Do you guys watch that? We did. We I don't know if everyone does as a, as a, a matter of principle. We do sometimes, okay. but I don't think we did this time. We, as a matter of principle, we try not to. I try not to, but mm-hmm. we have. We sometimes end up because I just don't get up fast enough and turn it off. Um, sure. My okay. principles. Are I know usually, I'm going to be. <laughs> my principles are easily defeated by effort. Uh, anyway, sorry, Tanya. Good. Oh, I was just going to say. I know that I'm going to be like very like ruffled and distracted by Padma's leather bustier that she's wearing yeah. during yeah, the announcement right? of Restaurant Wars. Oh my sure. god. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, what is that?" Can we Her talk outfit about- game has been oh, yeah. pretty, pretty good. She wore a jumpsuit that I really, really liked. Uh, the one with the like half satin collar thing. I forget. Oh yeah, that was like a tuxedo three. jumpsuit. That was amazing. That was awesome. Yeah. What she about that? Good fashion. That old west dress that she wears in the intro. The opening shot where she's up on oh, the mountain in the, of the street yeah. <laughs> with the slit that goes all the way up. Yes. yes. Yeah, that is a, serving so much cleavage and so much thigh and so many shoulder bits. There's just a lot going on and in a that lot dress. Of, like flouncy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's insane. It's like a pirate wench dress, but it has like the pattern of an old tea cozy. <laughs> yes. It is exactly those things. But also, she's just looking so good in it that I. I, like Chris yeah. is always like that's a lot of dress and I'm like that's a lot of dress it's, yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing it's amazing that dress is able to have so much fabric and still so so much of her body it's it's just a lot of everything it is it's, it's, it's the most that was great she pulls I, off clothing that no person should be able to pull off because she just has a ton of presents. Yeah. And it's always yes. a delight to see whatever crackadoodles thing she's wearing. Like during the German festival she was wearing some like insane striped pants oh yeah yeah and I was like, wow, those pants look great. And I would literally never say that if those pants were on anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's those true. true. On her I think that's great. a repeat. I think those pants are from the previous season. Oh, <gasps> I think it's out of her closet. Right. <laughs> Second wear. Padma's closet. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. Where's a new that? show. Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you, man, it's so fun to have you back, Chris and Tanya, because we have not mentioned outfits almost at all this season. And I knew it was, wow, it was long wow. overdue. We just don't have the conference to speak about it that you do. Huh. I also find Claudette's glasses like charming and super distracting all the time. Well, her lip color. And her lip color game is very confusing. Oh, I don't know what, I don't know why. Wide blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sound like someone's mom, but I, I can't help and, myself. And episode, You're a beautiful girl. Why are you doing that to your face? <laughs> well, and in this one too, because Chef Tanya had a very bright uh, lip color that we get to see both of them together. It was, a, it was like a lip off. 
Yeah, but Tanya was. I felt that Tanya's lip game was on point, and I felt yeah, yeah. that but Claudette's lip game was stressing me out. <laughs> uh, yes. Did you mean to make that lipstick so salty? Anyway, um, uh, so any other bold predictions really quick before we go anything left uh, we've had a strong group of chefs but crum- camaraderie is starting to fail I think this is going to be one of the worst restaurant wars oh, in terms yeah. of quality bold wow. I'm just I'm mostly predicting that I will be scared a lot because I've been getting increasingly scared and stressed out with every elimination like yeah the I, anxiety curve is really hockey sticking yeah because yeah, so I true. like most most everyone I like almost everybody so every time somebody has to go home I am bummed and it is it is worse than you know the seasons where you're just waiting for all the dinglings to get out totally yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. oh I remembered that guy's name it was Philip. Oh, Philip. Oh, Philip. Do you have like a hyphenate name or something like that? Oh, maybe. But Philip, I, yeah, I I fully remember Philip now. (laughs) Um, I, I, you guys, I'm, I totally spaced it and I, this show's already going super long. So I just, uh, really fast. Last Chance Kitchen, um, brother against, uh, Chef Tanya. And Chef Tanya looks totally fine and happy and everything seems great. And then it's a speed challenge and Tom and brother apparently are able to change the rules on the fly. So instead of 15 minutes, they go 10 minutes for a dish. And uh, mm-hmm. brother, he wins, but he loses our hearts. Right, Megan? Yeah, I'm just not into brother. Brother yeah. has gotten broier as the yeah. season has gone on. And it was a little hard yeah. to take. Yeah. Um, I know Chris is on you haven't watched this yet. Sarah and Kyle, any thoughts on Last Chance Kitchen? It was just a bummer challenge. I just felt like things like that where it's like such short amount of time. I'm like, this is kind of not fun to watch because it feels like they're sort of just scrambling to do anything rather than like cook with a set of restrictions, which are the most interesting challenges in my books. I don't know. I just, I I, I know it made Tanya feel okay. Chef Tanya, excuse me, feel okay because she was like, this is a better way to leave. So that was really nice, like for her, for her arc. But it's still, I was just like, what a bummer because... Her idea was even good. It was just like she couldn't do it in a nice way because of that dumb 10 minutes. Although it did get me thinking, yeah. like, what would be the smallest amount of time where you could see a difference between two chefs? Like, could you say you have maybe you have as much time as you need to prep, but you're going to have three minutes to make something? And would you be able to tell the difference? Or like, you have a minute and a half to heat something and give it to me. What can you mm. do? And I, I assume <laughs> it would just be like you'd cut bread and pour oil on it and hand it to me. Um like on a pan <laughs> but like like at some I, I just wonder is there an amount of time where you'd actually because their dishes even though 10 minutes felt like it was largely just them falling um they still were able to cook proteins perfectly in 10 minutes so mm-hmm. where's the time where you can't really make anything and i, I think it's probably about 10 that. minutes I yeah. was going to say, Sarah, that observation that it just isn't fun to watch them cook in that short an amount of time is totally like spot on. Like I feel the same mm-hmm. way that yeah, at a certain point when you're just watching them completely freak out and like run and fall and whatever, like it's mm-hmm. not about cooking anymore. And like whatever's on the plate just feels like a weird like miracle pile. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. However, I will say, do you guys remember, I think two seasons ago, there was the challenge where Tom made a dish and they timed him how quickly he could make a fish dish. Yes. And then they it. all had to go off of that time and that there was, was cool. no wasted motion. Yes. He preheated pans as the first thing he did. He just like was exactly efficient and but that, nothing was wasted. So and that was like four was and a like half my, minutes. Yeah. That was like my idea. Oh, yeah, that's though. right. It was unlimited prep time. So he had as much yeah. time as he needed to think about it 
and then go. So he yeah. planned it all out and it executed it in four and a half minutes. Whereas this one was like they had to also conceive the dish in ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that makes a huge yeah, difference. So, is, but that's yeah, I like that. If you have as much time as you want to think and four minutes to cook something, I'm just like I don't want anyone to go home for it. I just think that would be interesting. If you just, I actually think just, what you're describing, Alex, is a restaurant. <laughs> I just want someone point. to go grab me some food. <laughs> someone could just run to the kitchen and bring me back whatever. If, what good. if everyone cooks in a line and then at the end they give the food to someone and they pay you for they it? They pass it. They pass to a guy. We'll just call that the pass, lack of a better word. And then we'll just give it to somebody who's who's running around. Call him the runner. And then. <laughs> And of course, I've been waiting a long time. Call me a waiter. Well, that would be confusing. Yeah, I oh. just no. I just want. I just want a chef to run into the pantry, come back and hand me something they think I'll like. That's all I want. Why does no one else get behind this idea? <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I think that's better than a, a pantry. You can while. shop. I will call it Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> but someone goes for you and make. Anyway, I just want some warm bread. <laughs> Anyway, that's our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Subscribe, review, and you can donate at packyourmics.com. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Sarah and Kyle and Woody. It's always been a delight. I hope Woody gets his toys back and has a great night. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us and our loud son along. <laughs> it's been so fun. Uh, thanks, Megan. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Tanya, for being back. It's so great to have non-chef Tanya here with us. I mean, you've never seen us in the same room at the same time, so... That- who can true. say that is true no so, that's not that's not even that's ridiculous yeah i'm not, I'm not a the, chef i think you also might be the rock given that i've oh. never seen you two in the room at the same time so well there's a lot of celebrities i could be yeah. given all <laughs> of these almost all of them these random constraints <laughs> in my effort to make a terrible joke as a sign-off i've really put myself in a corner well we we have missed you and also chris pack yep. your mics and go ah uh, ah uh. Dang it. Just made it back onto the show. Yeah, I know. Aww. Well, don't worry. There's another Last Chance podcast, as always. You can but also, your hastily back. grown ponytail is quite horrifying, so get out. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do this again because my sound is all off. Let's see what happens. Let's just end the show really smoothly. Nope, that's the wrong one. Oh, I thought that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish it was. Uh, All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you.